minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show, episode 130. Was that embarrassing, Tommy, seeing me do it three times? <laughs> yeah, we finally got there. Uh, what is happening? Yeah, I must have a bit of a Monday, Monday-itis. Unable to um, just say the podcast name. Oh, mate, uh, don't we all? I just go. I just got an email from Gideon, who is one of our listeners, and he's he's been travelling around Europe. So I've been watching his Insta stories and yours and hating the fact that yeah. it, it's so <laughs> freezing here. But the other day I mentioned that the heater is like crack and he just emailed me saying, yeah. I now understand why the heater is like crack because he's just got back to Melbourne. So he's back in his back, yeah. Yeah, freezing. Um, so I just need a quick update. Uh, Amy, my wife, has just sent a text minute message 10 minutes ago. She must have been listening to last week's message, mm-hmm. uh, last week's show. Sorry, fucking Lawrence, is someone's creeping behind me. What are you doing? You c- uh, I so just- Tommy's currently in his office and Larry, one of the guys who uh, subleases off him, was just walking past. I, oh, I could, I could just and see my peripheral. Can't walk past Tommy. I could see my peripheral. Yeah. He was behind me doing something. I think he just like froze because he knew I was recording. Uh, anyway, so you know, last week, Josh, when I was talking about uh, Jehovah's Witness oh, as yes. a religion, and I was mm. talking about the story of Lawrence, who was creeping behind me. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, he was at a wedding where the DJ was playing Jehovah's Witness tunes and it was a Jehovah's Witness wedding. And when I say tunes, I just mean all the profanities and uh, sexualized lyrics were removed from top 100 songs. Anyway, I must have said something in that episode that said uh, Christianity is similar to Jehovah's Witness. Look, I can't remember saying it. My wife thinks that's what I said. And she's just... I do remember you saying it. I remember I asked you, was it a sect of Christianity? And you strongly <laughs> and confidently said no, yes. No, I don't think... It, which I wasn't comfortable I don't with. think I said it was a sect. I don't know. I mean, if you can be bothered... Listen. Well, we have the recording. <laughs> this is the thing. This is what happened when I got a security camera in my home office. Every time Bree and I would have an argument Bree would say play back the pl- tape let's hear the audio so, so Amy just messaged me Jehovah's Witness is so different to Christianity I just wrote but that's what they all say <laughs> <laughs> they're all apparently they're all different I'm not buying this it is, and then I said what's the main difference I'll mention it she said so many and the first one she said and this is probably this is the only one I'll mention because it really just shut me down as soon as I read it, the main one for me is how they cut you off, like Scientology. If you have if you have a blood transfusion or abortion, even if you were raped, etc., so families lose contact with their kids because they cut you off. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I've I've heard that, but I don't know if that means that, like, if they believe in everything. If it's yeah, I don't know. It's, I know nothing about religion. Yeah, Josh, don't like, do it. It's not that doesn't mean it's dissimilar. Mate, if I can give you a uh, a piece of advice, uh, <laughs> don't act like you know what you're talking about when it comes to religion. I think it's just. I mean, Amy went to Bible college, so I think she would have some idea of the differences. Yeah, but my thing is, I wonder because the cutting off thing I knew about, and obviously there's a lot of sort of religions or you know churches that are 
of, from the Christian sect or whatever that are like really full on and that don't like picket in front of you know um, you know gay people's funerals yeah. or soldiers' West, funerals West or Baptist things like Church. that. That's that's who do that. Yeah. And see, here's the thing: you were talk, we're talking about uh, a religion, and there's so many variations of and and I guess depths that people take it and beliefs within the one thing. So there could be Christians that believe a whole plethora of different things, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean one's right or wrong. It just means that there's variations of it. So I don't know. I mean, all I wanted to do was talk about a DJ that played, uh, you know, <laughs> top 50 songs without any sexualized lyrics. The um, <laughs> I wonder what the, it's interesting around the like identifying specifically like around what religion you are and things like that. Because in, in a lot of ways, what people, my friends describe who are, you know, some that are really religious, um, they're all like uh, qualities or values or virtues or whatever you want to call it that I believe in as well. Um, so, yeah, it's I find religion super interesting. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, you're in a very Catholic environment at the moment. You know, a lot of the population across Italy very religious a lot of churches a lot of churches it's yeah. unbelievable have you been have you been um getting into that stuff deep diving uh we've been go- we've gone to a few churches and stuff like that but um and the we we're wondering why the bells were going like i love the bells that go off every hour or whatever and every half an hour but they were going crazy yesterday and um apparently it's cuz there was mass on or whatever yeah sunday mass but um yeah, but I have no idea on that type. Of stuff. I saw something has been popping up in um, in my newsfeed, and it's you know we work the yeah. So they're like co working spaces. They're like a co working. Yeah. yeah, crazy. They're like worth twenty billion dollars. So I think they 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 end up owning a lot of the real estate where they're you know um, having their co working spaces, and so you know the business isn't just hey you rent this desk. It's a lot more than that. But they have started banning meat within their co-working spaces. So, the, so sorry, the business itself have started to no longer in, reimburse employees for meals that included red meat or poultry or pork. But so that's so different, right? Like what I'm, what I'm not sure on is there's a difference between being a co being in a co-working space yeah um versus being an employee of that sorry. co-working so space my sorry i i fucked that up <laughs> because yeah it's, it's such a weird thing their business is looking after other businesses so the company itself have six thousand employees mm. so we work as a company to manage their 20 billion dollars of office rental spaces yeah. they have for their own employees started banning and so it's like just a big business making a move to r- reduce their carbon footprint which is crazy mm. I was like and so they've, they've so they've done that they've banned uh, the employees from but I think it's a such a strong word like I think that this is an example of a um, headline which seems so misleading because you put it into Trello and the the headline in Trello is we work bans meat. No, I, I just said we work banned. We work banned. No, no, ban. no. No, so Business Insider the article was called we work bans meat. Did you look at that? Um yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, I looked at the article. That's so funny because half the time I want you not to look at something and then I put, a, put something in there so I can tell you fresh and then uh, you open up my board. <laughs> you cheeky prick. <laughs> oh, should I have not looked at it? Well, I was, I was just curious. No, it was seriously a click. It's a very clickbaity thing. So I was like, man, what the f- This is outrageous. But I don't know. I think that if it's there's a big difference, I think that the, the thing that would have annoyed me about it would have been controlling the choice of people who are um, co-working in those uh, environments. Yeah, so I don't think it's the the co-working environment itself. Yeah. It's the, the business, uh, so the people who work directly for WeWork. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was like, you know, like I, I eat meat and mm. I um, should probably do more to re- reduce the amount of meat that I do eat. But I was thinking it's it's such a great move for a big business to just enforce something that's not really going to ruin people's days just because you can't go out on the company card and drop a fucking $300 steak at uh, Wilinski's and Smith or some, you know, high-end steak restaurant. I think it's one in New York. But it it, it it totally makes sense. It's it's big business coming to the front to, to do something that's not like outrageous. I don't think it's that outrageous. Yeah, well, I think that the it would have been outrageous if they were like the use of the words banning and stuff like that has this implied, you know, uh, thing that it, that they they're banning it sort of within the whole business. I mean, this is just if you are getting your lunch free from the business if the business is paying then they're not they don't want to be paying for for me yeah which i think is very different it's a i think it's a forward step though because imagine if like majority of the big companies you've worked for big businesses and they're always putting Mm. on you know lunches or you know there's always cured meat plates hanging around so if like you remove that across thousands of businesses you would at least contribute. And you don't even have to be a vegetarian. Just don't eat it within the work hours. Um, yeah. I think it's fine. I wonder about uh, alcohol. Like I've, I've worked at businesses where <clears throat> like meetups and company events, it's common to have like a real piss up. And, um, you know, these are at companies where the founders don't even drink. Mm. And so I've always... I've always wondered where, whether the next stage of the sort of um, growth for businesses, you know, with the sort of in line with, the, you know, the Me Too campaign and things like that is to actually say, well, is alcohol, is providing unlimited booze at a um, work function a good a good sort of concoction within the workplace? Fuck. Can I just tell you about one, one of the stories, Christmas party? I think it was the same Christmas yeah. party. I uh, someone at the workplace. I mean, you could probably guess from listening to the podcast which one it was. I was working there for a little while on the street team, and then uh, the one Christmas party, I there was people like necking bottles of red wine because it was getting late, and like the bar had closed, but people would just grab bottles of red. And I this was like one of I reckon probably the last time where I've had a blackout where I literally couldn't remember how I got home and so but the funny thing was 
I woke up in the morning thinking, holy shit, how am I in my bed? How do I have my phone here? And I had to go to work. But two weeks later, still couldn't remember Josh. And I know you've probably never had this and it's something you do not want to have, blackout. I was on the tram going past the office and I looked over to the fish and chip shop, which, which is directly directly opposite. And I saw the owner, Jim, out the front and it just fucking came flooding back to me. It was like a movie scene where they do a montage of just what had played out. I literally... I w- if it would have been me, I would have eaten a minimum chips, a few flakes. <laughs> like I would have, if I'd blacked out, I would have been like, I ate all of that. I probably would have remembered if I did that. But no joke, I saw Jim's face and I thought, oh shit. It flashed back. I saw Jim as I came out of the building. I was pissed and I was like, mate, what are you doing? Are you going? And I was like, can you give me a lift home? And I, and I remember him giving me a lift home and I was nearly sick in the car and I got home safely thanks to Jim from the fish and chip shop. <laughs> that was nice of Jim. Yeah. So did Jim, was the look on Jim's face one of like uh, excitement to see you or was he... Did he look a bit sort of... What was the vibe you were getting off him? Well, when he gave me a lift home? No, when you saw him, the da- like when, you know, afterwards... Oh, fuck no. no that I, triggered I, all I, those sort of things. I was, he was, on, he I was, was on the happy. tram and, I, and he didn't see me, but I saw him and then I felt embarrassed because ah. I was like, I would have been a bit sloppy. And uh, I did see him again and I was like, oh, thanks for the lift. And he was a bit like... How often do you apologise for being like uh, drunken behaviour? Well, it depends on... In your life, how many times oh, have how you done times it? Oh, how many times have I done it? Oh, I, th- I think only a couple of times. I probably should have more though. I remember once I was, um, mm. I was fly kicking a... <laughs> I was fly kicking a roller door. <laughs> I don't even know why. Of James, who I talk about on this show a bit. Uh, our mate. Our mate, yeah, our mate. I was fly kicking James's roller door and he had people, clients inside. It was like on a Saturday <laughs> and he cracked it at me. He's like, mate, that was not on the next day. I was like, oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry, dude. So it's like during the day and you're just hammered. It was like afternoon on a Saturday. But then I got these texts from him and my heart fucking sunk the next day. And I just have these, I just, the montage of me doing a fly kick into a, <laughs> to a roller door because it sounded cool. What do you think about text messages for like delivering bad news? Mm. You know, text form versus in person. Do you have any strategy around when you send a text versus when you call versus when you email? Oh, I think I've probably got them, but I've probably broken them all. I think I broke up with girls over text when I was a kid, when I was year, year yeah. eight. Sorry. 3210. 3210, just typing it out. I could do it with my eyes closed. I got good at that. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, you shouldn't break up with people over text. You shouldn't do anything serious over text. But I have. I don't know. Sometimes it's like maybe it's the right thing to do because you can articulate what you want. But even if you do articulate it to the best of your ability, people can still perceive the tone of a text message. So you can't really, you can't communicate tone. Um, yeah, through anything that's written, because you could say. I something. feel like I almost do it so to give the other person, like to help them save face. Like if I'm if I'm sending a message, say in James's case, you send a message so it gives you an opportunity to reflect rather than be caught in this situation where you might escalate it yeah. or you don't have time to reflect. Well, I mean. For, 
for James's case, I think a text message was f- perfectly fine. Um, and it was, I mean, all I was doing was fly kicking a door and uh, yeah. <laughs> there was no re- massive repercussions from it. I didn't break anything. But it was more yeah. like, dude, think about this. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I was. Yeah, yeah. I was. Hey, at that same party that I was talking about that I can't remember, I think a girl broke her elbow because she slipped over in the kitchen. But, yeah. I mean, if you're sober, do you think she would have broken her elbow? I don't know. Maybe. But I think you do have a point. Yeah, you would... <laughs> Yeah, I, and I mean, I've been to ones where they've had ice sculptures and they'd be delivering shots through through a hole and shit like that. I don't know. I just think um, uh, I don't feel like I'm a, what is it, a fuddy-duddy or whatever it's called, but I just wonder whether um, booze, because like I've known, you know, at companies where, you know, people have had sex in the disabled toilets and all that sort of thing. It's like, is... I don't know. Do, do you think that that's oh, if you, if there's two single people uh, who are at a Christmas function, do you think it's okay to have sex in the disabled toilets? Oh, see, I, it, I, well, actually, I don't think so. I don't think it's that bad <laughs> if it's consensual and it's like whatever. I think it's just two people acting, but I don't think the people would do it if they weren't drunk. So it's like I don't think yeah. it's the best move. Um. Yeah, I don't. Th- but if you're drunk, also, like, what? Is, what is being consensual if you're off your face anyway? I just feel like bring the workplace, bring in booze, bring in sex, and it's probably and like being at the office and stuff. It feels like it's a. It's not a, a good concoction. Good opportunity. I think. For, yeah. I think for anyone, it's like probably you shouldn't do it. I don't know anyone who I don't know anyone personally who's done who's done that at a work function. I know people have made out yeah. at work functions, but there's always mm-hmm. it, you cannot nothing stays a secret at a work function. It's always yeah. it, well clearly Jay once JJ knows <laughs> he's sending out text messages. Yeah, see, here's the thing: there's these yeah, exactly. there's all these little I updated s- the internet. <laughs> <laughs> there's little snakes who are walking around and they're not drunk and they're taking notes. That's what you're you doing. Calling me a little snake? Uh, no, not directly. I'll text it over <laughs> to you pretty soon. <laughs> I don't. I feel like that is one of the one of my fears. I feel like <clears throat> when I am not drinking at a Christmas party or whatever is that that I have that perception of myself that I'm like a little snake. Yeah. And there is that sense of like, okay, I don't want whatever happens here that people are just getting loose. I'm just not going to mention it. Uh, have you heard that stuff about Netflix and the uh, protocols while working for Netflix when it comes to interactions no. with other colleagues? I heard that it's, it sounded, I thought it was, it sounded like a complete joke. So the headline is five seconds of eye contact, Netflix most ridiculous rule. So new rules reportedly include no looking at anyone for longer than five seconds, no lingering hugs, no flirting and no asking for a colleague's phone number. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I feel like within the... Once you take anything out of its original context, yeah. which I guess is what the news does, it um, it can completely change the vibe of what's going on, right? If this is part of a much bigger cultural 
shift that's happening at Netflix that we're not a part of, it might might make complete sense. Yeah. And this is the same thing with the um, the WeWork meat ban is it's like the, people have gone through some sort of onboarding to get to this sensitivity, which we're just not, um, you know, we don't experience. Well, I think, the, I mean, the meat ban is low scale in comparison to telling people how they should actually uh, communicate and interact on a human level just just saying look guys you can't eat that but in in saying that i i yeah i agree taking away if you take away alcohol from christmas parties and shit like that people, people you'll find half people half the people won't rock up in the first place but maybe it would push towards more people slowly being able to deal with um you know social engagements without alcohol so it's a it's a yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one i think if the big companies do make the move to do alcohol bans, it probably will reduce broken elbows, people having blackouts and having to say sorry to their fish and chip shop owner. Um, <laughs> but it will definitely, um, I think it will also definitely reduce the amount of people that are attending meetups and stuff like that. Because there are a lot mm. of, you know, the other argument of it is there's, it is a social lubricant and there's a lot of people who, wouldn't be talking to each other if they hadn't had, you know, a glass of wine or a beer. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm 16 days uh, off the piss. Haven't had haven't had really. Uh, yeah. I uh, I'm doing dry July, mate. Without the donation part. Ah, it's July. Oh, great. <laughs> so I got on board. <laughs> I got on the bandwagon. You're like the sick people that do Movember without having an account. <laughs> Just growing a mo. Hey, get it. You know, I'm doing my bit for, for charities and other ways. I yeah, donated sixteen hundred dollars to Clean Up Australia Day last year. I'm just going to find that was, my, that was very my thing good. for this year. Uh, <laughs> no, I think you're going to say just got to find the receipt. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> no, there's a, a bit of in, inside gear there. Uh, and yes, yeah. for hey. anyone who is thinking that I never did actually donate the money i did you were paranoid that people didn't think you were trying to work out ways to communicate not because you wanted to show off about how much you donated but because you're worried that people would have thought tj ran off with it yeah i mean it's very tempting when you have that cash there you see how you, you actually see how people slip into when they're doing charity donations well i yeah well there was there was a lady who got done um, she was the CFO for a or a treasurer for a big charity, and she was just done recently in the past like couple of months. Um, she was working in regional Australia, and she'd sort of bought a house using the money. Oh fuck! And um, but she had like a plan of like paying it all back and stuff. It's a bit of a bit of a disaster. You, you've totally lost it if you think that that <laughs> is sensical. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, yeah. I'll pay it back before they realize yeah it's it's pretty crazy hey I, i've got a new segment oh shit it's uh it's called uh what's the point and what it is is i um will ask you what's the point of something and we can just riff on it i like this so today uh, monday's what's the point is what's the point of social media all right, he's gone. He's gone very big for the for the first mm. ever. What's the point? <laughs> uh, maybe we should get heads up for some of the big ones. 
<laughs> no, Amy's actually well, she deleted her Instagram and Facebook, and she was saying she's like I actually just didn't go to I didn't I didn't go to the apps because I wasn't getting notifications, and so like when I wake up I have um, Instagram notifications. Uh, Facebook. So she's just turned off notifications, no, del- did you say? Or she's deleted the apps? Deleted the apps. Um, okay. The So my point being, I, I don't even have anyone liking my shit. It's just random notifications, but then I'll click into it. So you start just, mm. it's just sucking time. I think, what's the point? Uh, I think there's their point that they have, which is uh, Mark Zuckerberg initially wanting to connect people. And now it's, to make as much money so as possible. So that's the can. thing. I, I, but I think about like the individual, like think about it at an individual level. What's the point of you having social media? To connect with other people. Isn't that just what it is? It's a social networking. So it's over the internet. So it's like just removing the face to face and the, uh, the geographical issue for anyone. Yeah. But so yeah, what, but what are you thinking about? Like why, why are well, you thinking about well, it? I've been thinking about I've been thinking about uh, b- being away, and there's like there's a lot of comments where it's like, oh man, uh, I'm so jealous of your trip, or it's like, oh f- fuck you, you're in Europe, that sort of vibe from people, and I think about I'm like, the only re- it, it, I I have a moment of like, oh if it's not bringing people joy why why are they consuming the content and i think that there's even going away there's a bit of a there was sort of a thought that i had which is like oh how much should i be posting how much is a respectable amount to post so that i don't sort of come across as gloating or stuff like that and it was just it got me thinking around social media and it's like does I guess a question that people need to ask is like, is their Instagram feed making them happier? Mm. There's I just typed into uh, Google Drake and his song lyrics from his latest album where he, he does this whole thing about social media, and I'll just I'll just read for you Drake's lyrics. In one of his songs, he says, "Another segment, uh, Drake's <laughs> lyrics with Tommy." Drake's lyrics explaining. Uh, what? What's the point? <laughs> he says, I know a girl whose one goal was to visit Rome. Then she finally got to Rome and all she did was post pictures for people at home because all that mattered was impressing everybody she's known. I know another girl that's crying out for help, but her last latest caption is, leave me alone. I know a girl happily married till she puts down her phone. I know a girl that saves pictures from places she's flown to post later and make it look like she's still on the go. Drake. Drake. <laughs> Who's the girl? I don't know. <laughs> Who's he talking about? I don't know. She, loser. No, no. <laughs> but I... No, it's interesting. But I just... I feel like it's a, a conversation worth having because, um, uh, yeah, I don't... Because like, what is the point? Like, I guess, what's the point of, I was asking myself, what's the point of me posting on social media? And, um, you know, for, for me, it was like, okay, I post like the actual, if I go real deep, one of the reasons that I post on social media when I'm traveling is because 
I started using Instagram in the early days and I would post when I would travel and Instagram used to have a map where you'd be able to see everywhere you've been. So I could, I remember when I went on my round the world trip a few years ago and zooming out and I'd be able to be like, oh, cool. Like I can um, see where I ate in London or did that thing in London and go back there or do this or do that. And so for me, it was sort of the accumulation of these like geo map type of things, which which got me sort of really into it and into that habit. Yeah. Um, And then also like my mum... My, my parents and my family enjoy it but I mean what's your what's your gauge on this stuff yeah so like I think if it's it, I think it's like why you going to the gym or um, what you're trying to do with your business is if it's like the, working out the goal of what you want out of it and that's okay to have if your goal is to build a following to then you know give you influence to then be able to build a brand or a business out of that's okay but I think I think people I think there's a majority of people that will not even go that far that deep yeah but but that's the thing most people aren't trying to be influencers in a big way so then the question becomes you know I guess it's a two-part question what's the point of posting and what's the point of consumption yeah I don't see much point of consumption and but I, I feel mm. like it's a problem I think about when I'm spending time with Bodhi my son and I catch myself just looking at bullshit swiping through bullshit it's like it is just ingrained into my it's like a pattern of just like yeah. you sit down you go for it and you pick up your phone like it's it's so toxic I mean I yeah, I think it, and I think the more I consume, the more ill it makes me feel. Like I feel like it it traps me. Why? What is the what's the what's the actual feeling? I feel it, I feel like it sometimes it's like paralyzing for for me to then create. So I feel like I think about that I'm not creating and I'm consuming and I'm watching all this shit, and then I feel like fuck, I'm in this pattern. And it's like a it's like a cycle. Yeah. And so it's it's almost like um like I was thinking about it potentially in the idea of comparison. So it's like where what I've found interesting is I've seen like probably half a dozen posts that have mentioned um that people's friends that are currently in Europe. Yeah. Um and people like I've seen more people talking about their friends in Europe than I've probably seen posts of people in Europe mm. and what I was thinking about was the um, that's that quote around like comparison is the thief, thief of joy and so if comparison is the thief of joy and social media is this feed that ever gives us these small moments to compare ourselves in our current situation with others doesn't that mean that's almost like the thief of time yeah not to get super pr- profound but um yeah, I just think that it's... Um, it, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I really wonder about I, it. I don't know how much joy social media is actually bringing people on a deep level. It's, it's, it's very surface. It's, I think it, is, it does rob you of a bit of joy. Like I, There's probably times that I've felt worse after looking at social media than I have yeah. before I even started. It's, it's, yeah, 
I, I've thought I, I would love to go away and disconnect and and be forced to but then see I think we're in this we're in this tricky part because we're creators and it's yeah. a part of our business and so maybe it's an excuse that we're just putting out there but it's in our best interest to optimize what we're doing like I think about you you and I have both talked about the strategies of you know some people using on social media that is like just comes across as a bit gross or like you just yeah. see that they're trying to build up their following and it's like maybe my aversion to that actually is detrimental to the thing you know increasing that for the outcome of the business or to build influence online to you know it's like for this podcast we think about how are we going to get this out there it doesn't just tell its yeah it doesn't just find its way into people's ears there is a level but i think that yeah I, I, like with the with the social media like one of the other observations is been how i might not see someone in a while and then they've through social media they've manufactured their viewpoint of me whether good or bad um through social rather than through interaction so mm. i've had like cases where it's like people have all of a sudden been really weird and i'm like hang on i haven't actually we haven't really had any we've had normal interactions mm. in person and then so it becomes this really weird thing where i'm like actually i think that maybe there must be something that you've interpreted through my online communications that have made you feel weird mm. Yeah, and but then that's your personal brand. So then that's, I mean, something we've never had to think about before. It's, it's very fresh. Mm. 2004, wasn't it? Facebook started yeah. 2004, <laughs> something like that. But it's like we've never had to think of our personal brands at the scale that we do now. And social media is a, the, the platform where you are communicating your personal brand, whether you like it or not. Whatever you post, your comments to people, like every interaction. And so it is probably something within your madness of JJ world that you've, you know, you've, yeah. you've done some crazy story about this thing that you were curious about. You're like a dog with one dick. Cause I'm the dog with three dicks, but you've been so, so excited about something. Someone's just haven't understood that. It's like, did yeah. you see that post I put up and it was like uh, a massage parlor in, St Kilda that yeah, was yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. just a normal yeah, massage parlor but they got closed down because they were a brothel and I and I yeah. filmed Amy going up to it and then she turned away and I and I said oh what's going on here I said you're you always look happy when you come out of that place anyway <laughs> I was thinking about and Amy was like oh don't post that and I was like should I post that it was one of my best posts by the way it uh, got a lot of traction <laughs> but it was a bit smutty but it was probably better that it was yeah. Amy that I was saying looks happy that a bloke but i was like that yeah. I, I was just breaking down even that simple like that single post to go what is that communicating and what do i is it worth it and i was like maybe i just try mm. it because i saw maybe it's like a bit insensitive to people that end up being in brothels and having to work there and i'm being insensitive and it's like i could go down that and then just not do anything but uh, just yeah. just a shout out to Trevor Long. He said he watched it ten times, laughed his ass off. Thanks, Trev. Uh, <laughs> um, the Insta story. Yeah, and the Insta story. But I'll I'll post it up on our I'll post it up on our the Daily Talk Show if you haven't seen it. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> give it a give it a new bit of leg. You've you've clearly you've been we've been able to reconcile, hear your thoughts on it, and we're yeah, now I mean, going to go hard. Let's do it as a sponsored post. Isn't that crazy though? That that's how much thought went into that thing, and I just like I was just considerate, even though I posted it. But I was like, this is where my mind has gone. This is what social media does. It has the world thinking in a way that they've never had to think before. But I think that the really interesting thing about it is that there's sort of almost this um, paradox. I feel like I use this at least, you know, phrase every single show now. But the paradox of empathy, which is like we, in that moment, you you were bringing a lot extra empathy that you normally wouldn't bring, which was how how is this going to make all these people who follow me feel right? And on the flip side we have we then lose empathy because we don't have the face-to-face interaction so people judge each other on the one post they do and they mm. try and create a narrative around oh they're posting this but they're probably thinking this or you know i i think it's um i i think that it's 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 very common like i made a a, a short documentary when i was um 17 all about social media and it was a time where teachers were freaking out about it and it was like it was everything in the news and what we were even studying in school was like the effects of social media and the negative side of social media and so i think that it's a it's a um it's something that's been out there and it's such a common thought yeah. But I also, maybe like we can look at it in a different angle, which is, you know, what is the point? Like, what is the point of me posting? I've definitely um, removed the amount that I'm posting, um, like re- reduced, sorry, the amount that I'm posting. Yeah. And I think that part of it is doing this podcast because I have a level of self-expression a different way. Yeah. And and maybe it is, that's what you you hit the nail on the head, finding the thing that's most congruent to who you like your values or your art or your craft because maybe it is for the person that posts uh, you know a, yeah. on social media every single day like a, just a thought like yeah. I, I, I think it's so yeah. hard like look at Craig Harper my friend it's like he's he's does the the whiteboard lessons where he literally just one day decide to write what he might just put into a status on a whiteboard and took a photo and put up and it's just gained so much traction and it's changed his world in terms of his online presence and the way he's able to communicate with his audience and who he has consumed his content. So it's like his, his why is probably more thought out than most people's. And so yeah. he, and his message is very clear in terms of what he's trying to do and his brand. But and and I think maybe you, maybe you've dipped your toe in and are pulling it out, um, and well, I think there's a difference, right? Because what um, what Harps is doing is taking the, he's uh, he's being a thought leader. He's taking his thoughts and his ele- in his ideas and he's elevating them, versus if you're just posting your holiday photos or posting stuff around your house. You are the um, you are the protagonist of that story. I I reckon what um, what Craig Harper is doing, the protagonist is actually the idea. 
and he has his themes around like you know how he his own voice yeah but i think that it's harder to um you're not seeing his face every single time you're not seeing like Mm. you you are seeing um a, a whiteboard with text which i think has a different emotional response to actual photos of people yeah what do they say uh there's the more there's never been people more connected but disconnected yeah and and i think that it's yeah i don't know i i think that the the question that i'm even asking myself and maybe this is helpful for other people as well but it's like who's someone who you haven't seen for as uh, seen for say the last few months who you have had a negative response about them or thought about them in a negative light who at the time when you're hanging out with them you are absolutely fine because I reckon there's been dozens of people in my life who uh, every time I catch up with them I love it and I have a great time and then slowly the longer that we're just connected through social media and not having that one-to-one interaction yeah you start to have doubt of their character or things like that well pull a campton and text message them pull your fucking head in mate stop fly kicking my door <laughs> and you can't your personal brand is coming across like shit but my, my thinking has always been but do you think i don't know if it is i but this is the thing i reckon that the um the feelings that we have about other people and what they're doing on social media probably has more to say about the person who's having those critical thoughts and then what the actual person's doing. Yeah, but, okay, so that's haters, right? You can't help have people hate on you when you're becoming successful and living a life. So then all you can control is how authentic you're being and how... But what about if the haters are your friend? Like the, the question that I have is whether people who are close to you, if they're, you know, if they're giving off that vibe... Or they're, you know, if you've, if you're feeling that way about a close friend or yeah. a friend or whatever it is, maybe you're not a hater. I just think it's um, yeah, I think that it's but pretty, I think um, it's it's a level of hater because I don't have any friends that are my true, true, true friends that I feel that way, and, so, and I have plenty of as, uh, as, like associates that I that I do feel like that but acquaintances. I acquaintances yeah. that was a uh, but I don't feel associates I don't you sound f- like you're some sort of hit man <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't control how other people feel so what are your controllables how you are uh, acting and putting yourself out there that's all you can do and how someone yeah. and I get it and I don't think we can avoid it because it's like if you were hanging around that person every single day you would probably find something that pisses you off. And now... Like, do you think I'm more annoying being away than I am when we're together all the time? Oh, hell no. You're more <laughs> annoying when you're around all the time, but that's why I love you. Do you reckon you. that... Re- like, if you were to decon- you- deconstruct it, do you think that's the, the case? Do you think that the a distance makes the heart grow fonder? Or do you think that there is a level that people think... Like when you're away, you get a bit disconnected with them or disenchanted because you're not spending, you're not being able to empathize constantly and be in it together. 100%. You are dis, even you, I feel more disconnected to you just because of the distance. We're talking all the time, we're doing yeah. five shows a week. Yeah. But in, in comparison to what, how much time we actually spend together before, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it doesn't change anything. I think it's like, 
Yeah. It is what it is. You can't really do Sounds much like you're breaking up with me. We're over, man. <laughs> I was, I was going to do it in a text, but I'm fucking now going to do it in person. Uh, do it on a podcast. That's a very uh, modern day thing to do. Uh, Matty uh, Moulton sent us, a, um, sent us an email with um, a podcast recommendation, but he also said um, he's been smashing the 7-Eleven coffees and Dude. he can't believe how bloody good they are. Mate, how much cut through does that have? Yeah, this is the thing like you just i don't know what it's taught us but it's definitely got cut through Mate, several, oh there goes the bell yeah it's uh you'll hear it uh seven times for 7 a.m in the morning what are you doing um, today just quickly so today no one gives a shit but yeah, uh, i'm interested yeah so people have tuned out uh so we're in serrano at the moment medieval town been here for seven days had a blast, spent a bunch of time with Chris, our Airbnb host, who's been heaps of fun and super interesting. And I've been reading his book about Serrano and that's been awesome. We're uh, heading to Rome today. So we uh, we drive an hour to a train station, drop off the car, and then um, we'll be in Rome by around midday. Awesome. And where are you staying? At a house or at an apartment? Uh, no, we're staying... What's the ta- the place called, Breezy? What was it? Piazza Nimona or something? Yeah. Nim- oh, she's saying something. Another yeah, word I can't understand. It's a piazza. But it's... Well, piazza is like a, a town... As a um, square. But it's... Yes. Um, that's one thing that I learned. Yeah. Just meeting at the piazza. But... Um, yeah, no, man. I'm having heaps of fun. And the... Uh, we've... we've uh, it's been interesting. I was asking um, Rob ward of um quadlock who's um mate of ours and um i always love his thoughts and feedback and stuff and i was asking him about the show and stuff like that and he was saying yeah definitely it sounds different and even this morning i woke up like we were gonna do the show at six and i woke up at five and um like it's so funny the the lizard brain which can sometimes happen which is like ah you know, this isn't the best that we could be doing. It's a little bit harder remote. And um, it's really interesting in those moments to be able to flick it. Have you found that you've, through that and doing this different thing, it's almost like starting afresh. Oh, 100%. I just, I haven't been able to kick a cold for two weeks, three weeks. It's fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I, but, um, yeah, I just want to go home and sleep. But it's good. It's But this is it. It's like fronting up, doing something creative that stretches you. That's like legit if you can hold on and get through the times it's like it's not always fun nothing's nothing is yeah. always fun even the fun yeah, shit. and that's not a reason to end shit and that's yeah. not that and i think that that's been the biggest lesson for me is it's like it's like this compounding thing where it's like you think about investing or whatever people always leave you know grab and run early where it's like actually what happens if i just stay and keep going um so yeah that's interesting any uh, anything any other uh internal business at your end what's anything else exciting happening mate that's it from your yeah great we got an email from michelle as well who sent a great article around um digital subscriptions and basically um how we don't own anything anymore which i can sort of relate to because i've just got all these uh you don't realize how many subscriptions you have until you you know while we're traveling we've got like a better budget so i'm being very deliberate with okay 
the company's not spending money outside of the subscriptions I have. Yeah. So you can see. But then, yeah, how you, much you really start to see, hey, I checked your um, PO box. Oh, great. Anything? Nothing. <laughs> really? Absolutely nothing. No, there was one, one um, letter that was, I think it's just like a bank statement um, for okay, Brie, but I opened it. Oh, perfect. No, I didn't. Yeah, great. It's probably <laughs> the credit credit card or something. Uh, um, that's it, mate. Yeah, great, mate. Uh, if if you uh, if you enjoy the show and if you've listened this far, it means that you um, might not hate us. So you're the perfect person to leave us a review through Apple Podcasts or through iTunes. We had a couple. We had one person, TJ, say that um, that we sometimes uh, are out of our depth, but that they still um, like listening, which right. I can 100 percent relate to. If you hear our Jehovah's Witness, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff up front, you'd probably uh, agree. I'm, I'm I'm guessing that that they're Christians that wrote that feedback. <laughs> Exactly. In fact, it's probably my wife. It's a daily she talk was- show, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's just created. She's got, babe. Why have you got seven iPhones in different <laughs> accounts? What are you doing? Just like trolling you on every single one of them. <laughs> it's a daily talk show, everyone. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com if you want to send us an email as well. Catch you uh, tomorrow. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.